I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit, Kevin. What what is your background, and and what are you what are you doing to to create some wealth for you in the future? Ah, thanks, Mark. Uh, my name is Kevin Engel. I'm an optometrist in Lacombe, Alberta. I've been investing in real estate for the past nine years, uh, and I've got a big why. <laughs> Makes sense, but. Uh, um, yeah, I'm excited about being here and uh, sharing my story with you guys. Good. So one thing I wanted to ask you right from the outset is, I mean, I'm guessing people have this question in their minds. Is, okay, why should we listen to, to Kevin here? Um, what What is it about him that, that, that I can learn from? How, how much real estate do you own right now and do you manage? 68, as of today, 69 properties. 69 properties. Yeah. And uh, what... I talked about this before the interview, but when was it? You're an optometrist. You're you're making decent money. Why why get into real estate? Why why not just stick with what you already know? Your educational background is in. Why real estate? Why real estate? Why passive income? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because ten years ago the doctors thought I had cancer, mm. and I'm self-employed. I'm a businessman. Yeah, optometry gives me good lifestyle if I work, but if I don't work, I don't get paid. I go broke. Yeah. You know, it's been my dream to have my own practice and support my family in a big way. And yeah, we had a great lifestyle, but there was no financial freedom being self-employed. There's some flex time flexibility, which I love yeah. my own boss, but there was no financial freedom attached. Mm, that makes sense to me. That, that was my aha moment 10 years ago. Okay. So you, you kind of had that, that scare and are you going, well, wait a second. If, if I'm not working, how is my family doing? How am I doing? What, what does this mean for the future of, of, of everything else that I've been working so hard to build? And, and real estate was that, was that answer. Now you, you, you laughed when you, when you said, why passive income? So explain what your understanding of residual or passive income is. What, 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 is the, what is the good thing about all of this stuff? Well, passive income is simply, yeah, I've got a great active income. But if people understand the power of passive income, they would be, that's all they would pursue. Mm. Makes sense? Because really that's the only way that we can get financially free is if we're, you know, all of our monthly bills. And then again, our, the lifestyle we want is coming in every month with passive income. We work because we want to, not because we have to. Mm -hmm. And I think our mindset changes when we get to that point. Mm. But what we do during the day, what we do with our lives, what we've got options, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's the biggest thing that I find with myself as well as other, I, I call them people who have wealth, uh, meaning that they could retire and be okay. Uh, for, for those people who have the residual or passive income that can take care of themselves, I, I, I consistently see this mindset of why am I trading time for dollars when I could make my money work for me and get it to work rather than me working for it. That's the way I've, I've often heard it explained. Do you have you ever, do you have any analogies or metaphors that you found really helpful in that way? Well, the big one, it just, I wouldn't say it's an analogy, but again, passive income, doing the work once and get paid every single month for the work <laughs> that you do. Yeah. You know, if I got paid for an eye, you know, even a, a dollar for every eye exam every month that I've done over my career of 25 years, I'd be a wealthy man. Even just only one dollar, but it was every single month I got paid like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a different concept. But okay. it's funny. Some people aren't willing to do that. They're well, not willing to get that dollar every month because it, but they don't understand the, the power of that. Building that long term, it starts to snowball. Yeah. So you're talking about compounding? interest or, or, or count compounding income in some ways of going build it yeah. and if you can get it on a consistent basis and then build on top of it on top of that it, it, it can right. just skyrocket right 
Yeah, absolutely. The sky's the limit, really. Because yeah. we can only work so many hours, right? Mm-hmm. And I can, to make more money as an eye doctor, I need to work more, more time away from my family. Mm-hmm. And the re- whole reason I do real estate is I want, and passive income is more time with my family, more ability to help people. Okay. Um, now, there, there's some misnomers about, uh, I think, investing in general, but you've got a couple of things that I think work really well with, with your situation and experience. You live in a small area. Uh, Lacombe is not a big place. It's attached to uh, a bigger center, but even Red Deer, big, Red Deer is not very large either. Um, wh- why, or sorry, maybe I'll ask this in a different way. Can it work to be in a smaller center and buy real estate and can you still do well with it? Well, I would say I'm in a small center, but I know what, he is a chicken farmer from Rimby. He's one of the wealthiest guys that I know. Mm. Yeah. Or was he a plumber? I can't know. He buys <laughs> homes in Rimby, Alberta. He's a real estate investment network member. And, and he's one of the wealthiest guys I know because he's been in every single house in Rimby. So he knows what he wants. He knows what the house looks like. It's just one that he's an expert, geographic expert in that area. Mm-hmm. And he's a very wealthy guy investing in Rimby, Alberta. Can you believe that? Yeah. Lacombe is way bigger, by the way. <laughs> it is. It is bigger than Rimby. <laughs> and what's interesting is actually Lacombe, Alberta is in the top 10 communities to invest in real estate in Alberta right now. Yeah. And so. that's an important point. So many people get caught up in big versus small and they realize when you go into small areas, you can get to know people. If you do get to know people and you're willing to invest in a community, people get to know you and there's far more trust there. There are a ton of advantages actually to, to building a portfolio in smaller areas. Um, on many different levels. Again, you can become a master of, of, of a community as well. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is when I play cash flow. So for those who have played cash flow one on one, when I when I play cash flow, I, I use this all with the time with my son and daughter. I've got a ten and eight year old. Uh, I'm trying to teach them these concepts all the time. And when we play, there's always kind of a, a letdown. If somebody is the doctor or the lawyer or the, one of the the higher paid individuals, there's always like this oh no, it's going to take so much work to free myself through passive income. Maybe maybe talk about that a little bit. What are your, what's your opinion? We played the game too. It was, a, well, it was the book that was given to me 10 years ago that changed my life. And then of course I bought the game and started playing, but you're right. It's, I would really retire the way that we want to because most of us retire in less. Mm-hmm. And they're satisfied with that, but you're right to, to win at cash flow, it's getting your passive income exceeds your monthly expenses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have prob- that's one thing with doctors, lawyers, we tend to live big yeah. because we have big active incomes. Yeah. Not that they're rich, they're t- typically under accumulators of wealth, but live a rich lifestyle. Yes, so that's a huge point. When you become a doctor, actually as soon as you're you're admitted into medical school, Banks come to you and say, here, have a couple hundred thousand dollars, right? As much as you want. So yeah, they'll lend to you on depreciating assets. Maybe your house isn't, but it's even my home. Rich Dad, Poor Dad challenged that idea that it's an asset versus a liability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I realized, oh, I've got a nice big house. I'm paying it off rapidly. It was saving me like one back at the back at the time we were paying off this mortgage. It was like one point nine percent, one point nine percent interest rate. Like, I mean, what am I doing? Um, after I reached that poor dad, I realized how stupid that was to <laughs> to try to work at paying off that mortgage versus investing in other sectors where I get way bigger returns. Right. 
Okay, so we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'd like you to kind of introduce your your understanding of it. You're talking about saying, why would I pay down debt at 1.9%? Why would I not utilize that debt to purchase things that are paying me far greater returns? So maybe maybe explain that a little bit to, to other people. Well, I guess for us, we had a second home. We had a cottage and we paid that off quickly because we didn't know what to do with our money. Hmm. And we probably would have paid it off faster had we bought real estate with that money and mm-hmm. used you know, the returns to pay off the real estate. However, we didn't know. So we had, but we used our cottage, we had paid it off. We refinanced it a few years later. And now that, that secondary home that used to cost us money every month with taxes and maintenance, actually now that, that equity there is actually at work, earning us thousands of dollars every month because it's at work. Um, there's a small mortgage payment. Yeah. But my tenants, the real estate's paying that mortgage down over time and it, we're using the equity. It's the equities at work yeah. instead of just being dormant, doing nothing. Yeah. And that's, that's something that, that we've, we've got to be careful with. Cause I think some people get the, the concept of, Oh, well, if I've got any equity, let's leverage it as high as I can. That's not what you're saying. What you're saying is there, there is equity in different places that you can utilize if you're wise. So for example, using that equity to purchase things that are cash flowing at a far greater amount that allows you to pay off that debt and takes care of your lifestyle over time does well for you. Is that correct? That's right. But yeah, you're talking about using debt to create wealth, but you're right. You want to be an expert in that area. Yeah. Um, Because even now I've been investing for 10 years. Well, not quite. I've been uh, in real estate investing for nine years. It'll be 10 actually in June of this next, this year, 2020. Mm -hmm. And I surround myself with experts. Yep. Yep. I, again, I have other people in the room that, you know, we meet with regularly that know more about real estate or I can lean on them if I'm having a challenge. And it's that mastermind, that collective intelligence that we're all working together because it's, oh, it's amazing when you are the group of like-minded people that want passive income because we're willing to help each other is what I found. It's like a mindset of abundance instead of a mindset of scarcity or, or like I'm a fisherman, right? Some of the fishing guys I know, they will never tell me what lure they use. They will never tell me where they fish, their favorite spot. They'll never tell me. And uh, they might like me, but not that much, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I find it's different within real estate circles because it's the mindset quite often is just different. So this has come up on previous podcasts that in real estate investing networks, that it's a close knit community that people rely on each other and help each other a lot rather than this scarcity mindset it's it's it's, it's working together you talk you use the term mastermind for for somebody yeah. who's a doctor and again yeah. i had a ton of clients who were doctors lawyers different 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 professions i have my background in psychology um and what, what i found is that some in in some professions kind of white collar type work there's this mindset of I'm the smartest person in the room, so I need to do it all myself. That's a hard thing for, I think, a lot of people. What was, was that something you struggled with? You, you talked about how, how much you utilize other people on your team and how they are smart in other areas and you rely on that. How important is that for building your, your wealth? Well, if you're going to be using debt to create wealth, you want to again, have, be an expert yourself. You want to be not asking other people what to do with your money. You want to own it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got educated. You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, reading that book opened my mind to residual income and passive income. But getting educated in real estate, because I was looking for a way, I was looking for a vehicle. 
and for me, because I had, like I said, with that cancer scare, I had income, but I wanted 10000 a month in passive income in five years. Mm-hmm. I had the, you know, I had the, what I needed. I had the idea. I just didn't know how yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I threw that out to the universe. I don't know. As I said, there's, I was searching though. I was searching earnestly for that. And I didn't even know Rich Deadport had existed. Somebody gave me the book. Mm. It was a friend gave me that book because he we had a conversation. You should read this book, Kevin. I heard it's good about passive income, or you know, it's um, and that just catapulted me to then read, read 51 success stories of Canadian real estate investors, and that opened my mind in the aspect of you know investing in real estate and and how you can do it's it, there's some risk involved, it makes sense, but we can mitigate the risks. And there's a lot of things we can control within real estate that we can't control if we're investing in stocks okay. or in the forex or you know, I mean, different things. There's money to be made in those other sectors, but it's, there's so many factors outside of our control. Whereas within other sectors, we've got more control with earning money within real estate is powerful. Mm. Yeah, so it's something that, that comes up for me all the time. And again, this comes up with, with white collar uh, workers again, uh, so often people who are self-employed. It seems that the, that the, um, the more white collar uh, somebody is, the more they tend to think about the stock market as opposed to real estate in, in investing in many ways. Uh, or they will invest in different products with real estate rather than average, single family, small multi-units, whatever it is. Um, yeah. do, do you find that for yourself? What What is it, like, again, you've talked about Rich Dad and Poor Dad and how, how, um, how helpful it was in some ways. Why do you think it is that so many people believe stocks are the way to go? It's just what we, they understand. Everyone talk, every, that's something that's a concept that more people dabble in stocks, but that's a problem maybe is they dabble in it. They don't become experts at it. Mm-hmm. But after my experience with cancer, I, I fortunately it was a misdiagnosis for me. I was not sick at the time, but it, it was that God's nudge or life nudge that I realized I had to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, that's what I was searching for. I've run it, everything I do now, I run it through this filter. What, what it, filter? Money, if I get sick or can't work, you know, for whatever reason. It's not about not loving what I do. I love what I do. But if I can't work, my family gets fed. My my, Because I had some disability insurance 10 years ago, but it wasn't going to, it was expensive to insure myself especially because the income had dramatically increased in the first five years of my, my, in my, uh, my career mm-hmm. or 15 years of my career dramatically increased and to ensure my current levels of income was massively expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's right. That's why I was searching so bad. I, I wanted that freedom. I didn't have to have a worry anymore if I got sick or, mm-hmm. but if it's like, there's a lot of people that in real estate, they're flipping properties and stuff like that. So, reason I'm not in on that is that run it through the same filter. Again, if it's something I can make big, huge money, I can know guys that make massive amounts of money flipping properties and there's money to be made there for sure. I don't want to down, downplay that in any way, but mm-hmm. for me, I'm just, I am looking for passive income so and I will work my tail off. It makes you going to pay me forever. I will work my butt off now when I'm healthy or as I can, or I, I'll sacrifice now. Something that I hear and this, this, falls completely in alignment with what you were talking about, masterminding and, and having an openness of a willingness to help other people rather than being, um, rather than saving that <clears throat> favorite lure and fishing spot for yourself and not sharing it with anyone else. The, the, you, you've talked about how um, if, if you want to do stocks, that's fine. 
but get to know it. Become an expert at it. If you want to flip houses, that's fine. Become an expert at it. If you want to lend money, fine. Become an expert at it. But what you're saying is become an expert at whatever it is you are doing, at least on some level. Yes, you need experts in your, you need accounts and other people to, to help you along the way. But to become an expert yourself and understand enough yourself that you are going to be taking responsibility for your steps and your actions that you can mitigate your risk no matter what you're investing in is a really important point. Would you agree on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, just you're talking about risks and things like that. And, and it's funny because I just had a friend of mine share her testimony with me like yesterday. Mm. Like the need for passive income in her life became so apparent because she had a miscarriage three years ago. And financially at that time, they, they had no passive income, no residual income at all. And her husband said, you know what? They had two children at the time. She was at the emergency room on a Sunday night of a long weekend. He said, I can't take time off work. He had to go back to work trading time for money. He couldn't even be with his wife when she needed him mm -hmm. because they, so they weren't building passive income when they didn't need it. Because at that time it was already too late. That makes sense. And, but that's given her, that's her fire inside her. She's amazing. Like it's just somebody that's just, when you got a strong, why you can, you can, Whatever you choose, you you know it's going to give you that desire that to overcome hurdles or obstacles, and uh, as you see, you'll bust through walls to get residual income when you realize how how important it is. Mm. Because it's 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 your life, not for this moment. It's your life for the next decades and the generations that come after you. They're like it has such a huge impact now, rather than what am I going to eat? Do I want sugar or vegetables? Right? Yeah, but you know what I want to leave for my future generations. What's that? Not money. What do you want to leave? I want to leave for them that mindset of doing something significant with their lives to transform their life. So you know what? Their kids pick up on that. You know what I mean? Like my son bought his first rental house at age 17. Hmm. And because he read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and, you know, he's been watching me invest in real estate. He's now 21. And I uh, just, when he read Rich Dad Poor Dad, he read the first three chapters and he said, Dad, now I understand why. You invest in real estate. It was not. It was a good idea. He always knew it was kind of a good idea. It was kind of cool. He makes money, and but he now under, he understood why I invest, and that almost made me cry just because it was mm. passing that mindset on to my kids. So they have they have that desire to do something significant with them in their lives. So again, their children. I, like I want to transform generations, not just leave a whack of cash for my kids. Yeah. Um, I want to pass that mindset on to them. That's something that I hear a lot about about wealthy people in general, that, that they think, I can give money to my kids, and then that's fine, I'm going to give some money to my kids, but the most value I can bring to my kids is, is that understanding of how this world works, how they, can, how they can help themselves, and then how they can help others through that. What kind of difference can they make around them in their communities? That's, that's huge in, in, in people that, of wealth that I've met with. Um, is, would, that be, would that be a common thing that you hear about from, from people who do hold wealth? Not always, <laughs> but again, some of the, again, the people I'm working with, it's interesting. Once you've acquired or you've achieved a certain amount, um, your goals change. Because mm -hmm. going firstly, you know, is really for myself is I, I had to do this because I had to protect myself. And then I read a book three years ago that made me decide to take my business times 10. <laughs> I know That's what book great. that is, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, it wasn't 10x. It wasn't, again, there's lots of books, but it was, uh, 
Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Mm-hmm. I read that mm-hmm. and I realized I had 30 properties. I was, I was doing pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. And that was actually at a time, this is before the last downturn. So maybe it's more than, man, this last one has been tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, really, I read that and I realized at that time, it's I had 30 properties. For me, going times 10 didn't mean 300 properties. You know what it meant to me? What? Was having 10 people have 30 rental, you know, 10,000 a month at minimum and rent, you know, mentoring others. Mm. If I had 10 people that had 30 properties, you know, or whatever it was, that was kind of my Belize or my goal. Mm -hmm. But having that mindset, now I've gone from 30 to 68 properties, having that mindset and other people have, my wife tells me I sell real estate too much because they're doing it on their own. But (laughs) she said, if they have the, if they have the bandwidth, they get the education, they get the knowledge, and they want to do it themselves, they will achieve those goals faster for themselves. Mm-hmm. Other people don't have the willingness to learn or the t- or they feel it's not important enough, they don't take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. They'd rather, they'll get to their goals faster investing with other sophisticated investors. They'll get to the goal faster because they're focused on their active income. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it yep. depends. I just, what's the fastest way for, for them to achieve that goal? And, you know, that was my mindset, you know, three years ago was helping 10 people achieve that 10,000 a month. Now I want to help thousands of people do the same thing. Yeah. Is that significance, right? That's, that's powerful. That's. It makes a bigger difference than, than cash, right? What, what is the cash for? Uh, if it's to free you to, to help other people, fantastic. Uh... Uh, and for me, you know what, it's been the mentors in my life that have had a, a massive impact on my life that uh, they mentor others not for the money mm-hmm. they mentor just they have that servant's heart they want to help other people now because they got money out of the way mm-hmm. and to get to that point that's incredible that's just uh i understand the mindset of leaders like don campbell and don r campbell and other people like that because they're it's not about the money anymore for these guys mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. So that significance in helping others do what they've achieved and that's because they had good mentors Right. So that's, oh, you've, you've mentioned mentors a, a few times in the last few moments here. Well, maybe where I'd like to end up is what, what advice would you give to the average person? You, you appreciate mentoring others as well, but what, what advice would you give to the, the average person that, that needs that shift of understanding rather than trading time for dollars, they, they can have money work for them um, at, at any time and, and understand kind of, I, I call it magic because it, it still seems like magic. I understand it. I've understood it for a decade now and yet I still see it as fairly magical and because it, it's just so different than what most people's expectations are. If, if somebody wants to start out on this journey and learn and grow themselves, what would you recommend? I would say start reading. You know, find somebody, well, find someone that's achieved financially what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And, and then spend time with them. Mentor you and work with you and explain how they've done it. And it's not something they did 25 years ago. It makes sense. They're in the trenches now taking action because again, 25 years ago, I don't know. I wasn't investing in real estate then. Mm. Right. And this last year we bought 20, 29 properties together. Mm. My wife and I, and with our joint venture partners, we bought 29 properties this year. We're taking action now. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Cause we, and there's reasons for that, <laughs> which I can share with people, but yeah, find a mentor. Okay doesn't have to be real estate makes sense because yep. again for myself one stream of income for myself and when my working years 
I realized 10 years ago wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so having multiple streams of income in retirement, diversifying income in retirement is also powerful. Mm-hmm. So I've got multiple mentors in multiple sectors now that are helping me create wealth through real estate. And because again, just recently, I, I'm now into the private lending space. Mm-hmm. So one okay. thing that I'm pulling from that is yes, read, yes, learn, yes, grow, but oh, choose yeah. somebody Choose somebody who's in the, who's, who's getting the results right now that you want to receive, not somebody who's done it a long time ago, who's doing it right now. This is not how they're making money primary. This is, this is honestly something that they appreciate that they love doing and somebody who has the character that you respect, somebody who has the values that you respect yeah. so that you can, you can learn and grow from them and, and really appreciate everything that they're doing rather than simply picking little bits up. But would that be accurate? I would, yes, that would be, actually character is absolutely key for sure. And be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, can we agree, there's people that they make money whether you make money or not. Mm-hmm. And for me, I will invest my time and, and energy with someone that, you know, even I'll invest with someone, if they make money, I make money. Yep. Makes sense? The only way they make money is if I make money. I'm, I'm, I'm better with that. Makes sense? There's a, that's a key thing for me. It's. Um, that's funny because some of my other, you know, managing of my RSP money, can we agree? Those guys have assets under management. They make money whether I make money or not. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'd rather be myself in control of my returns and my RSPs and tax savings accounts. And, and I found mentors in other sectors that are showing me how to earn more money than I'm currently making in the stocks and bonds and, mm-hmm. and mutual funds. Um, so just become, but finding an ex, finding an expert, learning from them, and taking action. Because knowledge without action doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> you know, I had a friend join a rain a real estate network. Oh man, like five years ago, he was learning. Guess what he's still doing now, five years later? Learning. Still learning. <laughs> so he doesn't even own his own house yet. And yeah. I, you know what? Though I think the problem is fear, probably. Mm-hmm. And which is huge for a lot of people. They just want to do what's comfortable. And it's not that real estate was comfortable. My hands were trembling when I bought my first property 10 years, nine years ago. That, mm. But I, I, I was educated enough. I knew it was a formed decision. It's not that there was no risk. There was risk, of course. But I had mentors to lean on. I'd ask questions. And I had enough education. I realized this is a long-term thing and I'm all in. Yeah. Okay. You, you know, you've, you've you mentioned joint venture partners. You talked about how joining with people, they, they make money and you make money at the same time. That's the ideal relationship um, yeah. because it keeps everyone honest. It keeps everyone fully involved. They're, they're, everyone's, everyone's an active partner in it, um, an intentional partner in it. What, what kind of projects are you, have you got on the go right now? And if somebody wanted to reach you, either for, you've mentioned mentorship, I'm putting you on the spot here, but you've mentioned mentorship, you've mentioned uh, helping people, you've mentioned joint venturing with people, if, if they want to join on, on certain projects or whatever, how, how would they get in touch with you? They can email me or they can call me, you know, it's just, it's for me, or they can reach out on Facebook if they want, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, but again, if I'm going to do mentor someone, it's interesting, I'm not going to text back and forth because there's no energy there. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing that there's, a, again, that, can we agree that if you have that personal, I even prefer like that we're doing a podcast here. I know you're recording it. It'll be a voice, but I prefer even face to face or, a, you know, have a, have a, uh, you know, webinar like we're doing now, just because I can see what their goals are. I can see who I'm working with and, but they, they want to set up a time and just kind of, I love to hear what their goals are. 
Makes sense. Because if somebody has goals in mind, they're not, they're searching for a why. Even if it's not working with me, I can plug somebody into people. I've got people all over North America working on projects. I can plug them into where yeah. you're in Houston. I got to meet this guy. He's actually doing amazing things in real estate in Houston. Um, and you can meet with them and he'll meet with them one on one and because and they're doing the same thing. They want to transform other people's lives, too. And yeah. that's kind of cool. I think it's, it's, it's amazing. What I found is that there are so many people out there who legitimately do want to help others, uh, who have done some cool things themselves and, and now want to invest in other people. Um, you, you mentioned your, your email address, your phone number. How about, how about would you be okay with giving your email address on, online here? Yeah, well, absolutely. It's uh, Dr. Dr. Kevin J. E-N-G-E-L at gmail.com. Okay. So, Dr. Kevin J. Engel at gmail. Everything else was taken, so it was the only one that... Uh, was available but uh so i'll make sure that's in the in the podcast notes so so people can refer to that as well um but yeah if, if you're interested in that those joint venture deals and interested in mentorship interested in just getting some help some thoughts uh kevin i know from experience so i can verify this kevin didn't know me from a hole in the wall i didn't know him from a hole in the wall a few weeks ago we we connected and and you've been more than willing to to uh, help out in any way you can and, and get that message out of, of how do we how do we help more people in this sphere uh, with whatever that looks like. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much for doing this, Kevin. All right, you're welcome.